Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are breaking down the OBJ saga. Looked like he might be coming to the Patriots, and then it was not to be as he signed with the LA Rams instead. Uh, you know, super team out there in LA. So that didn't really work well in Philly, but you never know. We'll work out there. Uh, we're also going to talk about Cam Newton getting back into the NFL, back in his uh, hometown team. And also, of course, we'll have five-minute fantasy. It's just Pat, Ryan, and Keegan today. It's going to be a heck of a show, so buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's gentlemen uh man we had a shot we had a real shot i really thought that obj might actually come here it was a kind of kind of always felt like it's a little bit out there but um it was not to be of course he went and signed with la which we kind of should have seen coming all along i guess right yeah i mean there was always a mystery team in there i i thought it was the bills um that the rams they just the way they do business, very sneaky. You know, you never, I guess you can, going forward, never count them out, right? The the Ramsey deal, I guess you kind of saw coming, but Stafford, Vaughn Miller, now OBJ, um, very sneaky team out there. Uh, you know, how much did they upgrade? You know, I, I, I still, I, I think we're a little indifferent on our opinions. I still think he has it. I think Odell's a tremendous receiver. I think he really would have helped this team. I think schematically he'd fit. He plays inside, outside. Um, kind of give you that juice to that position, a little bit more speed. Um, does it put the Rams over the top? I, I think that team's a, a, a favorite to go to the NFC title game with or without him, uh, just because of how good that defense is, especially Von Miller's coming back and then, um, you know, cup and woods and, and all that. But, um, part of me is a little bit relieved. It's over. It's been, I'm dying to see my screen time on Sunday morning for the week. It's one of those, it, it felt like NFL free agency, 
um, all over again, kind of just refreshing all, all, obviously all the reports coming out, but a little bit of a bummer. I, I think, you know, every time you hear these guys are free agents, you, you always see the pay the, the Belichick gift, right? Like I think this was one of the ones where, you know, really the only big name guy that you could really kind of buy into. Cause it, it did make sense for both sides. Uh, and I, I wonder how close they were. I'm sure they were right up there, right? I think it's a, a decision for him where he could have been sold on almost a rejuvenation of his career, kind of a, a reclamation project and, and seen the success that these guys have had coming here and then, you know, finding success elsewhere after. Um, but I think if you look, weigh the options, you know, if you want to put up numbers and, and want to try to win a ring, I think that's the best option for him. So um, good luck to him. I wonder what the free agency will look like if, if they'll, you know, I, I do think Belichick really likes him. Uh, he always has a soft spot for those, I guess, those flashy diva type receivers that we've seen. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I, like I said, good luck to him. Relieved it's over. A little bit bummed. I think he would have helped them. Um, but hey, keep running receivers out there that are going to run four fives. We'll see where that gets you. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm kind of. I wouldn't say on the opposite end of the spectrum, but definitely not where everybody else was. I was pretty indifferent about the whole situation, not because I don't think he doesn't still have it. I, I think he's he's better than everything that you've got on your roster now. I just – adding a guy like that with eight games left in the season when you're just starting to figure out who you are as a football team, I don't think that adds or takes away any wins. I Like, I think it's kind of a wash whether you, you have him – you add him to the team or not. So um, I thought if they added him, it was going to be a media shit show and then – you know, maybe that hurts the team in the short term, but, you know, down the stretch, once he gets comfortable, you start to add on a couple wins. And then maybe now, if you don't have him, you're able to keep this momentum going. You, you rack off a, a couple more wins and then maybe you tail off at the end because teams figure out, you know, how to defend you because you don't have a dynamic player. But either way, uh, the entire time, I, I just kind of thought like it's a wash whether they they get him or not. They're going to they're gonna be a, a 10 and 7 team you know, nine and 18, whatever. Right. No, it's, I mean, look, it's really interesting to kind of see what happens. And let me tell you something right now. And, and Spags, you know, you say he still got it and Keegan, you know, kind of agrees and I'm kind of on the fence about it. If he doesn't succeed in LA, he's lost it. I mean, because Cooper cup has been outrageously good where he's commanding double teams at this point. Bob Woods has been, you know, fine, but we can see when he gets single coverage, and and they run plays for him. He gets open and and you know has put up numbers. And they even have Van Jefferson who who you know is taking the top of the defense quite a bit. And Tyler Higby at tight end. So now you look at it and say, okay, if you can't go into that offense, OBJ, and put up numbers, you know you struggled in Cleveland. Oh yeah, you were wide open. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. If you can't get into L.A. that offense with supposedly the the problem was Baker as the quarterback in you know in Cleveland, and everyone likes Stafford now. So. If you can't get into that situation, I mean, see you later. You're toast. You're toast in that situation. So to me, yeah, I mean, look, he he put himself in the best position possible, I think. Uh, obviously put himself in a situation where the Rams are, we are winning now. We've traded a billion picks to, you know, for players and everything else. And they have nothing for the next, in the next two, three years. And they're just betting. They're all in. Chips on the table, all in for this year to try to win the Super Bowl. I don't know whether they're going to be able to do it or not, right? But, uh, but you know, uh, I, again, I think for a, a business decision, OBJ, it's it's the best movie could have made. 
and and I think that's that's good on him. I think we gave our take. I want to get into something that you alluded to earlier in the kind of the preview. Cam Newton. I think that's um I think everybody was pretty happy to see that. I think that's a that's a you know, you'd you'd much rather him kind of go there than like Houston or, or Seattle for three weeks while Russ is out. Like what a great ending. Like you know, I, I assume that's kind of where he'll finish up his career. Who knows what the future holds after this year? Uh, maybe he plays well and gets another deal somewhere or, or whatever. But uh, regardless, football aside, I think that that's that that was one of the more feel good stories. I was genuinely happy to see that. I think, you know, I, I guess, you know, not not comparing legacies because they're completely different. But like from like that's their Tom Brady, the Panthers, yep. right? Like that that's their yep. franchise. I think you know him and Luke Luke Keekley, however you say, it, it's always a tongue twister. Those two are the best Panthers of all time. Uh, that'd be like us getting Tom Brady back. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, not to compare legacies, they're obviously completely different, but when you look at somebody who's meant so much to the franchise, come back. Um, that was great to see. I think that's a place where he wanted to be too. Uh, maybe that's why he held out, saw the quarterback issues kind of come in and uh, good for him. That's a, that's a gentleman move, right? They, they said they cleared the air. Obviously there was a little bit of bad blood. Uh, he felt he shouldn't have been released. He probably won that battle. I don't think with how that quarterback plays has been the last two years and the money they give Bridgewater, he won in that situation. So good for him. Nice little payday gets to go home and 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 we'll see what happens. But uh, genuinely happy for Cam. And, and we know how, you know, we always spoke about it last year. You know, wasn't wasn't a f- necessarily a fan of how he played on the field, but you won't hear me say a bad thing about the character and, and his personality and kind of what he means to the game. To see him go back to where it all started, awesome for the NFL, awesome for him, awesome for the Panthers and their fans. Yeah, it's not often, too, in the NFL where you see you see something like that happen. And the first thing I thought of was like, oh, his kids, they're in Carolina. He gets to, like, play and have his kids around and, like, do the whole – he gets to be who he is, which he – I don't think he was able to do that here because his kids weren't around and it was it, – it was such a process up here. So that was the first thing I thought of. and. I can't remember the last time I thought of uh, a human when, when a NFL football team signed someone like that aspect of it. And, and Ryan alluded to it where that when Tepper came in as their owner, he kind of cleaned house and cam was, that was the big move. It was like, all right, we're moving on. We're a different franchise now. And that obviously didn't work out. So to see them be able to clear the air and I'm sure he's, he's much happier in Carolina than he ever was here or he ever would be anywhere else. Like that's his home. That's, you know, when he's long gone, done with his NFL career, that's where you're going to remember him. You're going to remember him as a Panther. So it's cool to see him be able to get some closure there. Yeah. I mean, and he got paid and now he didn't get paid a ton, but he got paid a decent amount. Right. And so, especially since it's only half the season. So he got paid like an NFL starter. And that, that says to me that they are officially done with Sam Donald. They're like, we're all set, buddy. Stay out for the rest of the year. Uh, You know, and then we'll kind of see what we're going to do for you. They gave up a lot to get Sam Darnold, and uh, you know he obviously has his fifth year guaranteed next year, and so you know they're going to have to live with him next year because he's making twenty something million dollars next year. But you know, for them, it's it's like all right, let's move on, and 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 you know what better way to do it than to go with Cam Newton? I mean, he's the only guy in NFL history that that currently leads his team in passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns uh, in franchise history, which is which is pretty impressive. Uh, so. You know, it's one of those things where, again, we're all happy for him. Kind of helps the Patriots too. They get a nice little million and a half uh, credit on their on their 2022 salary cap, which is nice. Um, 
And so that's a, that's such a strange, that is such a strange little thing, but they did have, they had a, so his salary from what I can understand, at least just kind of going through the tweets and stuff. And uh, what, from what I can understand and gather, they had a, an offset on his, on his salary, his salary this year was a million and a half dollars. And so the offset was essentially that if they cut him, obviously that goes against salary cap this year, but if someone else signs him, they can get up to that million and a half dollars, assuming that he gets paid that much money. So, um, so they got that off the cap for next year, which is pretty nice. So, so they get that going for him as well. But again, the big thing is that we're happy to see Cam back. We want Cam to do well. And, and you know, Spags and I were on the we're off of the Cam Newton train. We were like, no, we don't want Cam here. We didn't like the way he played last year. We, you know, but everybody agreed that regardless of what you thought about how the way he played on the field. He was a great guy off the field, right? And I think that that's that's kind of the story here uh, for me. That you know, and Keegan, like you said, like the first thing he thought about was his kids, not even like how you know how Carolina was going to do or or whatever, um, but him, you know, being around his family and stuff. And I think it's a great story, you know. So I also think too the vaccine thing is interesting because obviously he gets he gets vaccinated, but the NFL makes it difficult for people that aren't players, right? I mean, look at uh, Cole Popovich, right? Was the offensive line coach. Like, I'm not getting vaccinated. Like, all right, see ya. You're out. Like, coaches don't want to get vaccinated. They get fired, right? Players don't want to get vaccinated. They can do that. And Cam could afford to not be vaccinated because he was a player on the Patriots. Like, it was fine. It was no big deal. But then once you become a free agent, now it becomes more difficult to not be vaccinated because you have to go through a process and an onboarding thing. And it's like a two-week thing and everything else. And like, so it's just like, well, if I get vaccinated, then I don't have to worry about that, right? That's that's kind of not – so, you know, it's one of those things where, yes, the vaccine helps fine, but, like, when you talk about the NFL mandates, it makes it more difficult. If you're not a current player, you better be vaccinated because you're not – it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to get in. And, and Cam realized that and said, okay, business-wise, I, I got no choice here. I have to get, I have to get vaccinated. Just like, one, just like the coaches are like, hey, if I want to keep my job, I have to get vaccinated, right? And so, um, you know, so that that's kind of the way the NFL has kind of set it up. Yeah, you've seen it across sports too. Like the Red Sox first base coach is out now after during the playoffs, they made it so if you weren't vaccinated, you couldn't coach during the right. playoffs. He ended up not coaching and then he was out. So it, it's become a thing where it's it's a business decision more than anything else, I feel like, at this point. Because, I mean, right. we're, we're going on a year of this thing being rolled out, so. Right, right. So... But anyways, but that you know, the Cam thing is a is a good story, and uh, you know, and we'll see. And and uh, one more thing, just to circle back to the Rams, just just super quick, they are all in this year. We mentioned Matthew Stafford. I have zero, zero point zero confidence in Matthew Stafford in the playoffs. Him playing the Bucks in the playoffs, zero confidence. Like he has he ever played in a playoff game before? He's never won a playoff game. Has he ever even played in a playoff game before? And you get into you know, even if they're at home in L.A., it's L.A. Like, they're not home. Tampa's going to – they're going to be a million Tampa. Well, Tampa doesn't really have fans either, I know. Like, I know that's, like, the popular thing, too. Like, oh, they're going to lose to Tampa. Them and Tampa might not even see each other, you know? Right, like, Tampa's right. – they're getting, But even still – Somebody can beat Tampa. It's right. Like, Regar- it's regardless like – unbeatable team. Regardless of who it is, I just feel like if you get pressure on him – look what happened last week against Tennessee. Like, you get pressure on him – I just don't know if he can handle that pressure. He's never had to before in his career. So I just don't know if he can do it. Um, but I mean, we'll find out. I just don't, I just don't have confidence that he will. Yeah. So 
Anyways, all right, let's get into let's get into this week. Obviously, Patriots got the Browns this week, and we've talked about this a, a bit, and we've kind of mentioned it before, kind of last few weeks, where it's like a must win, and then this week's a must win, and then we don't want to say it's a must win, but it's a must win, and then last week was a must win, and we don't want to say it was a must win, but it was a must win, right? So, Spags, you've been you've been you've been on that must win fence. Is this week a must win for the Patriots? It has to be. It's on, it's on the level of the Chargers game, just simply because, you know, I I know they're you know, a game out of a game out of loss column in the division. Right. But realistically speaking, I, you know, I'd be shocked if they won the division, like I, I'd be thrilled, but I just think down the stretch, Buffalo is a much better team. Um, so if you're the Patriots, you want to get in, you got to get in as a wildcard team. When you look at, you know, Cleveland, the chargers, Indianapolis coming up, those are the teams you're going to be fighting with in the end for that six, seven spot, five, six, seven spot. You got to take care of business. I think this is a, you know, you win this week, you got a leg up on the Chargers and the Browns. Um, you go in on a short week, going to Atlanta. Uh, you know, I think a winnable game. They should they should roll Atlanta. I know they're playing much better, and they're you know four and four. They're in the last playoff spot in the NFC, but short week like that, I think that's a matchup that's very favorable for them. Hey, you blink, you just won what six in a row right there. Like, yeah, you know, say what you want about them. This is a team that you don't want to play down the stretch. I think. Um, like Keegan said earlier, it's a team finding their identity each week. Um, you know, I hate to draw comparisons kind of working on an article now. I'm, I'm not sure when it'll come out, but, um, I know I've thrown this around a lot, but when you look at this season compared to, Oh, one, there's a lot of similarities there, right? A team that is on a young quarterback game manager. You don't really know what to expect on a week to week basis. He's not necessarily. And I think this is the biggest thing with Mac Jones to this point is, he may not be able to win you a game, but he is certainly not going to lose you one. And that's what Tom was that year, kind of early on in his career. You're leaning heavily on your defense. Your offense is executing, not turning the ball over in the last three weeks. The defense, like I said, is led by their front seven, getting timely turnovers, and, and they're really winning that field position battle. Like They're doing the little things to set them up and take a lot of the load off of Mac Jones, which I think they struggled with early on. Um, and I know I went on a rampage, but yes, this is a must-win. Um, I like their chances as a wild card team. Like I said, finding their identity, um, that running back spot. I know, you know, like people like to say running backs don't matter when you're down to, you know, two on your active roster, that that's, uh, that's tough, but I think you'll see a similar game plan. What you saw with, with, uh, Tampa Bay. Um, I, I just think with that aggressive front, um, you know, their secondary, I know Denzel Ward has been pretty good, but I think that's, you know, you can exploit them a little bit. Um, I, I think get the ball out kind of control the game and, and, and just get timely stops they, they can, you know, if Chubb plays, I don't know if he's gonna let him run 35 times, let Baker beat you. Cause I don't think he can. Yeah. I, I think I'd fully agree with the must win thing just, and, and I do agree with the fact that it's been a must win for like a month now, but that's who the Patriots are now. Yeah. You know, you drop your two and four going into at the end of October, everything becomes a must win, especially if you want to make the playoffs. So I agree. And I mean, if there was ever a week to catch the Browns, like at home after a couple, a two game winning streak on the road, they've got, I mean, this injury report's pretty ridiculous. Miles Garrett out, hasn't practiced this week. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he was out today with a personal injury or personal matter. Tack McKinley, who's been good for them. He's like their third rusher out for the second game. And then JC Treader, their starting center. He was out today, uh, even though he practiced yesterday. So it's become a thing where it's like you've got all those guys out. If Miles Garrett doesn't play and if Nick Chubb doesn't play, you should be able to roll this team because they're 
with all the OBJ stuff that's been going on, like they, I think they're kind of reeling at this point. So especially with those two guys, if they end up missing this game, it's like you have no excuses, especially with one of the things that I've heard a lot this week out of the press conferences and stuff like that is all the players keep mentioning, like we got to win one at Gillette, man. Like it's, it's getting embarrassing because we're going home and losing and then we're going on the road and we're, we're getting a couple wins and then we go yeah. home and lose again. So I think right. this is a big week for them. I think all of the players kind of understand the importance of the game. So I, I fully expect a win. I think two days ago, if you asked me, I would have said it was going to be close and Cleveland probably could, you know, come away with it because Nick Chubb and, and all those guys, but with all the factors that have gone into the, into it this week, I, I expect the Patriots to put on a show. What I also think too, like, <clears throat> I think there's a chance that they win this division. I really do. Like they control their own destiny at this point. Right. And so I, well, first of all, now we mentioned the, the running backs, right? Stevenson and Harris both have not been cleared to practice yet. So like, right. So obviously the Browns are dealing with their own issues. That Kareem Hunt still hurt. Uh, Chubb has COVID, so we'll see what we'll see if he's activated before the game or not. Um, you know they might be down to the Ernest Johnson, but the Patriots might be down to JJ Taylor and and Brandon Bolden, right? So like, so that could be a situation where it's like that's strength versus strength. They both like to run the ball. The Patriots going to be screwed, and the Browns are, have a guy who had a hundred yard rushing game already this season. So like, hundred fifty. You know, right, right. So, um, so you know, so we'll see. We'll see when, when it comes to that. But I think I'm going to stop short of saying it's a must-win game. I think if the Patriots want to be serious about winning this division, you have to beat Cleveland. You have to. You have no choice but to beat Cleveland. But what happens is if you lose this game, then some of those games later on in the season that are going to be more difficult become bigger. That Tennessee game in two weeks – now becomes a must win if you lose this game. And that Tennessee game is going to be an awfully tough game. The way Tennessee's been playing, that's going to be an awfully tough game. So, like, so yes, you don't necessarily have to win this game. But if you don't, then it's like, okay, well, you have to beat Tennessee and you might have to have to, you know, split with Buffalo. And those two are pretty tall tasks, right? So it's like, you know, we're now in this in this spot where we looked at it and said, okay, the Patriots have this this you know, the middle of the schedule, starting with, with Dallas, where it's like, okay, the middle of the schedule is going to be awfully difficult. They're four games into that. They're three and one. Right. And so now we're looking at it saying, okay, you got three of those games left before the bye, right? You got Cleveland. I'm sorry. You got four of those games left before the bye, right? Yep. Cause you Cleveland at Atlanta home against Tennessee at Buffalo. Yep. And those four games right there, if you can go two and two in those four games and two and two is great. Three and one. Now you're talking about okay, you go three and one in those in those four games, and all of a sudden now you're in the driver's seat to get a playoff spot. And again, if maybe even maybe even take the division from Buffalo if you're able to beat Buffalo at home. So uh, you know I, I'm I'm excited about it. as as a season ticket holder, I'm very excited about it because if they win this weekend, I would assume the Tennessee game gets flexed to a four thirty game and not a one o'clock game. That's what I would assume. Which I I love the four thirty games, especially especially after daylight savings. Too early to start flexing games. No, they typically win. They they start flexing like week. No, no, no. They start flexing like week four now. They don't typically do it, but they're able to do it like week four now. It's like foolish, but they they don't typically do it because it doesn't really matter. But like, yes, they can flex like basically week four or five. 
um, you'll see it on the schedule. Yeah, I mean, that, you look ahead, right? Like I talked about it before the Jets game, right? That you were going on a run where you're sink or swim here. Won yep. three in a row since. I've said if you can get into Buffalo at seven and five, right? So that means you go, you lose one over your next three, three. right? Because yeah. you got, yeah, you get Cleveland, Atlanta, and Tennessee. Tennessee. You can go two and one over that stretch, get into that game seven and five. With the way the AFC looks right now, you're feeling pretty good regardless of that outcome. And I think you 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 got the team this year to split with them. So, yeah, I agree. I agree, and that's. That's the big thing. I mean, imagine that. Imagine that when we were two and four, imagine sitting here saying the Patriots have a shot at this division, right? And I know they had played well and, you know, you lost some close games and this and that. But, like, we realistically, we're all looking at it saying, yikes. I mean, you know, first first half of the ten, of the Houston game, we, Keegan and I were there, and I'm tweeting out, just lose every game and get a top five pick. Like, screw this. Like, we're I'm all that, set. You know what I mean? That brought up the prospect of firing Bill Belichick. I almost walked home from Houston. It was it was ridiculous. No, now I no now wait a second. Hold you didn't on. Want to fire him? You just brought up that it was a possibility. I did say not this year, not this year. I just said if it continued over the next few years that we could consider it. But I I yes. I, that was a reactionary. That was reactionary for me. I apologize for that. That's an I'm emotional sorry, guy at, at the Patriots game. I am a very emotional guy at the Patriots game. So, um, but but you, you know, last up in the press box then. No, oh, I would last. never. No, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Couldn't do it. No, I couldn't. I, w- I would pay a hefty sum of money to see that. To like <laughs> sit him in between. He wouldn't Mike be. He wouldn't be invited back. That put it that. I way. would not be invited. No, I would be <laughs> escorted out of the press box. They'd be like, "Sir, you have to leave." That's one of my favorite. Pin drop up there. Oh God, dude! I, I was there for a practice, and I like could barely handle that. And it's just a stupid practice. I couldn't even watch the game. Like if I was up there, I couldn't even watch it. I'd be like, no, I can't watch. It. I just can't even watch it. I'll just i'll I'll watch the replays afterwards. You'll watch the opposite direction, so you can yeah. watch everybody do their job. While right, the game's going on behind. You. Yes, exactly. I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna sit in front of the thing and just watch everyone. I just I can't do it. Yeah, no, that that wouldn't last. That would not last. Anyone that's been to a game with me can tell you that. Well, Keegan's Keegan's been to, and Keegan, I was. I was fairly tame down in Houston, so um, shocking to hear. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's not good. Everyone, anyone in my section can tell you that that I am. Uh, yeah, I'm, I get a little, I get a little mean out there. So, but very G rated, G rated. Keep, I keep the, uh, you know, I keep the swears away from it. But yes, no, I, I get, I get a little emotional. So it's a stark uh, contrast because I don't know if you'd know that I was watching a professional sporting event when i go because I, I just sit there in silence and like, yeah i can't speak so <laughs> yeah no it's fun it was fun so uh but anyways but this is again i just think i think now we're in the situation where we start looking forward and start saying okay you know start kind of playing those things out in your head right short week next week so what's that going to look like and you know and so on and so forth and so i think kind of we can kind of look into that and say all right if you win this game, you feel good about where you're headed. If you lose this game, then you're looking at it saying, oh, my God, like we're in trouble here. And we we like, yes, obviously we want to win every game. But like, you know, the Atlanta game becomes like you ha- you cannot possibly lose that game. If you lose the Atlanta game, then you're screwed. Then you're done. Then your season's over. You lose the Atlanta game. You lose these two games back to back and your season's over. And it just it could happen just like that. And so, you know, getting getting a win against Cleveland, where I think the defense at this point is playing as well as they have 
uh, all season long. And I'm I'm really looking forward to the matchup I might be looking forward to the most, which is so ridiculous, is Christian Barmore versus Joel Bytoni. Like, Bytonio, I'm sorry. That, like, talk about a guy who got paid. Like, highest paid yeah. offensive line. Well, highest paid offensive guard, there's, there's right? Some good matchups across the field, right? That's going to um, be great, yeah. I I think yeah. If you look at you know Garrett, if he I got the post coming win, out, so don't step on too many. We we've got the yeah, post coming on a patch some, <laughs> some good some good uh, some good matchups coming up. So yeah, nah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So so check out Keegan's post on Pat's pulpit. When's that yeah, come out? I mean, I just, Saturday? No, tomorrow morning, Friday morning. So oh, when boy. you're listening to this, you can go read it. Yeah. See, there you go. But listen to this. If you want to know, if you want to hear all the matchups, go read Keegan's article on Pat's pulpit. You you're already, you know, you're already listening to the Pat's Pulpit to a Pat's Pulpit podcast. And we know, we know, everybody that listens to this also reads all of our articles because they're good boys and girls. They, they know what to do. Right, right. They're they are followers along. We appreciate that. So, um, but uh, all right, let's get into. We'll do a little five minute fantasy segment here, and then uh, yeah, and then we'll, and then we'll and then we'll get out. All right. Um, so when we talk about, hold on, let me let me hit this here. All right. So this week. What are we thinking? Any any start sick questions for me? Anything I'm where you're back. like on the fence? That's all I got to say. I, I've been I had them traded the Mahomes and Kelsey Mahomes has been an absolute dud. Um, the only problem I got I got Bob Woods. So I'm you tra- did you say you traded Mahomes and Kelsey? I traded for him. Oh, for him. Got it. Kyler and Waller for him. Kyler Waller, mm. um, Cooper and Damian Harris for James Robinson, Mahomes and Kelsey. Hopefully that starts to come around a little bit. I'm starting yeah. Jalen Waddle tonight. AB still out. Robert Woods, I traded Michael Pittman for and Dalton Schultz, which I lost that trade now. Uh, I've loved Woods, but now with OBJ there, I'm a little sketchy, but feeling good this week. Feeling good. There you um, go. Yeah. Do I? So this is my question. Yes. Uh, I got a good handcuff. Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs have pretty much putting up. I, I You don't like Josh Jacobs. Almost he gets identical. 16 points a week as an RB2. Yep. I'll take him. Um, would you ever play both of them? I have James Robinson looks like he'll be back. That doesn't look like a bad little, that's kind of like an Edmonds Connor type of thing. I mean, it's not, it's not bad. You have, who else did you say you have? I have James Robinson. So I'd never play both of them. Just, you know, theoretically speaking, right. if Robinson were to go out, it's if Robinson were to go out, I think they said Robinson were playing, but if he were to go out, I, I mean, you could do it. Like what the hell? Other options you know? are Khalil Herbert, who's a, you know, another handcuff. I have Devonte Booker who I played last week. has been great. Right. Um, a lot of yeah, the twos backups. No, the two of them, the two of them put up very similar numbers. Kenyon Drake, I feel like puts up almost exactly the same numbers that, that, uh, they kind of both limit each other almost, you know? Um, and if you had to in a pinch, if the guy gets hurt or whatever, like, and you got to do it, you got to do it. Right. So, um, in my Scott fishbowl this week, I'm starting, I'm starting Devonta Freeman because I don't know if Damian Harris is going to play on Sunday. I think he's going to play on Sunday. But I don't know for sure if he's going to play on Sunday, so I don't have a choice. I have to start Freeman tonight because I got to start two running backs. So if I don't start Freeman tonight and Harris is out, then I have to start Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> so it's like, well, I got to start Freeman just in case Harris is out. And if Harris is in, then I play him too. Like it is what it is. But that's what sometimes you got to make that decision on the Thursday night, right? About like who am I going to start? Where's it going to go? And and when you have those, I made the decision last week to roll with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, on Thursday night, which Miami playing back to back Thursday nights? No, I rolled with Jacoby Brissett on Sunday because um, yeah. because Kyler's playing was playing on Monday night. And so, you beat me, and it yeah broke I my did. heart. 
that was nice. Appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Um, but, but, you know, but that's so anyways, but those are the things that you got to kind of weigh. Right. But I like that decision about, about, uh, about those two. And, and honestly, like that's what the Raiders have been doing. They've been giving the ball to both those guys. So they cap on the both, but then at the same time, you're like, well, 14, 15 points every week from both those guys. You're like, all right, I'll take that. You know? So, uh, they're not going to be running back one, three, but running back twos can be just as good. A guy that everyone, everyone, he should be picked up in every single league right now. But Pat Fryermuth, if he's out there still, go get him. The guy's been dominating. Uh, this is what Pittsburgh does with their tight ends. They just throw to their tight ends, and he's been very good. Keegan, I know you said that he'd be good pretty much anywhere he went in the draft. Uh, and he went to, I thought, a perfect spot in Pittsburgh where they want oh, yeah. to get the ball to the tight ends, right? And so it's like you he get Eric like Ebron. A tight end too. Oh, like he, he does. He was oh, he made does. to play in Pittsburgh. And, and by the way, uh, already better than the guy who came before him at Penn State, I think, Mike Gusecki. Gusecki's fine, but Fryermuth, I, I think it does more than Gusecki already. The ceiling is certainly much higher. Like yes. You can already see that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I was excited about him coming out. Of course, Patriots signed two guys instead of drafting a tight end, but uh, I'm pretty happy with, the, with their first two picks, to be honest with you, so I'm not too worried about not getting Pat Fryermuth. But uh, he's definitely put up some some points. Guys, to keep an eye out. Kareem Hunt is a guy who, if someone dropped him in your league for whatever reason, he's on the IR still, but he's going to be coming off in a few weeks probably. Uh, you know, AB is still hurt, although he, yeah, he might play this week, but probably won't. So just kind of keep an eye on some of those guys. But again, it's like now you got to choose. Like if AB is going to still be out, then who are you going to play, right? So um, those are things you just kind of keep an eye out on. One thing about defense-wise, Tennessee – Tennessee's defense. Let me just list off Tennessee's uh, opponents. They have New Orleans this week with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Next week, they have Houston. Then they have the Patriots. Then they have a bye week 13. Their playoffs is Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, San Fran. And so it may not be great, but that first round matchup against Jacksonville is really nice. And then getting New Orleans, Houston back-to-back these two weeks, even if you want to sit them for the Patriots game, to have to have him versus Jacksonville that first week, and who knows? Oh, there's the timer. But who knows what Pittsburgh's going to look like that first week? So, uh, anyways, that jump up, run out and grab that Tennessee defense if you don't already have uh, a good defense because you know they can kind of help you out there in the long term. So, but anyways, that's what we got. So that was a as a little five minute fantasy segment. We we do have we will have some more fantasy people on. Uh, I've had like four or five people that like want to come on that are like available to come on. And then like last minute, someone's got canceled or like, Hey, I can't do this week or whatever. So uh, we will definitely have more people on. It's just been, it's been a little bit of a process trying to get things, trying to get things squared away. So um, I think it's it. You guys got anything else? That's it. Quick one this week. Yeah. We, you know, in and out, in and out, we get you in and out, get all the Patriots news you need. Uh, what do you think this weekend boys? You think it's a win? They pull it out. They cover. Yep. Spreads two and a half. They cover. I think they win by 10. Big win for them. They're rolling. All right. I like to hear that. Keegan? I agree. 100%. I, uh, okay. If Nick Chubb's out, if he doesn't play, I think I think they score more points on defense than Cleveland does. Wow. That's my, that's my bold prediction. Woo! That is a hot take right there, and I like to hear it. I like to hear it quite it's a bit. It's going to be great, too, because if it happens, I can clip this, and I'm going to look like a genius. So. You certainly are. You absolutely yeah. certainly are going to look like a genius uh, if that happens. That That's one that hell of a take right there. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you know. But, uh, but yeah, that, I like that a lot. Listen, if Chubb doesn't play, it's going to come down to, to me as well, like 
is Damian Harris, is Ramondre Stevenson, are either of those guys going to play as well? I'd feel a lot more confident if I knew that both those guys were playing. Um, but assuming that one is, of them plays. The, the NFL doesn't care about concussions that's as very much true. as they tell you they do. So I, I'm sure one, if not both of them, is going to play. That's a good point. That is a good point. You're right about that. So they haven't practiced and, all week. And there was a report this week, too, that Ramondre Stevenson was pretty much a lock to end up playing. Like, he was already on his way out of the protocol, so we'll see. So there you go. So as long as that happens, I think we'll be good to go. Um, but I agree with both of you guys, too. I think it's I think it's going to be a uh, – I think it, they're going to cover – I don't know about 10. I don't know about it's going to be a blowout, but I do think that uh, – I do think they should beat this team. And then, shoot, we're looking forward to – a short week. By the way, next week, I th- I'm thinking next week we do a uh, come out on Thursday instead of Friday, right? With the Thursday night game? Yeah. So yeah. early show, early show next week, uh, a little special Thursday, Thursday morning special for y'all next week. So be on the lookout for that. Anyways, that, that wraps it up. We appreciate you guys, and uh, and we'll talk to you next week.